Well, for more, I'm joined from Montreal by the evolutionary behavioural scientist and author, Professor Gad Saad. Gad, uh, it's heartbreaking. I mean, I, as I came on air tonight, I heard the story of, of uh, allegedly, you know, it's not been completely verified, but there are soldiers reporting that in one village they found the corpses of 40 babies, some of whom have been beheaded. Uh, and we know that uh, grandmothers who survived the Holocaust were dragged off and kidnapped, and God knows what's happened to them. Uh, these are unspeakable acts of depravity. What is your reaction to this? Well, of course, I'm uh, devastated by it, but frankly, not to sound uh, flippant about it, it doesn't surprise me for your viewers and listeners who may know me. I hail from Lebanon. We're Lebanese Jews. When I was five years old in 1970 in Lebanon and Gamal Abdel Nasser, the president of Egypt, died, the way that the people on the street were uh, mourning his loss were was to have demonstrations singing death to Jews. What did the Jews have to do with the fact that the Egyptian president had just died? When I was in grade four and the teacher said, everybody stand up and say what you want to be when you grow up. One of my friends with whom I played soccer stood up and said, when I grow up, I want to be a Jew killer. When we left Lebanon to move to Canada during the Civil War and the Canadian, the pilot had said that we are now out of Lebanese airspace. My mother put a Star of David around my neck and said, now you don't have to hide your identity and you can be proud of you who you are. So this has nothing to do with colonialism and fighting for this piece of land or that piece of land. It's an existential battle where one group of folks don't believe that the other group has a right to exist there with self-determination. Once we get rid of that mindset, there could be peace. I mean, I, I got to say, I don't think peace has ever looked further away uh, in this conflict. I really think the scale of this atrocity is so appalling that it will demand probably a disproportionate response now from Israel. I don't think Prime Minister Netanyahu will feel he has any choice but to uh, hit Palestine harder than it's ever been hit. And of course, that will cause the death deaths of many thousands of completely innocent people, many of whom may share a view that Hamas are a bunch of terrorists. Uh, and so it goes on. I just don't see how peace gets forged after this kind of thing. I, I agree. Look, I'm a, by nature, by disposition, I'm an optimistic person, but I get a lot of calls and emails from people saying to me, will there ever be peace? And I, I hate to admit, but I think I share your, uh, your view. And again, it comes from the fact that there is one group of folks who do not believe that another group of folks have a right to self-determination. Sure, they can tolerate them. Sure, they could have them as second-class citizens, as dimmies, that's an Arabic word for second-class citizen who's protected and tolerated, of course, until you're not. But they don't view the Jews as a people who are allowed to exist with their own individual nation, self-determination, autonomy. And until that is resolved, this is going to go on ad infinitum. I want to play a clip now. This is from President Biden speaking just a few minutes ago uh, in the United States. That the United States stands with Israel we will not ever fail to have their back. We'll make sure that they have the help their citizens need and they can continue to defend themselves. Israel has the right to defend itself and its people, full stop. There's never justification for terrorist attacks. And my administration's support for Israel's security is rock solid and unwavering. 
I mean, Gad, you know, strong words there from President Biden. It's taken him a few days to say them, I have to say. Um, I guess the problem I have with this is Israel is going to go in, like I said, incredibly hard into Gaza. I, I imagine many thousands of people are going to die here. Uh, the situation in Gaza will simply get worse. It's already pretty intolerable for the two million people who live there, many of whom are young people who live really hopeless lives with very little chance of ever getting out, of living the dreams that most people have. You know, I understand on the Palestinian side why they have felt oppressed. I understand it. Um, I don't think you can play whataboutery at this moment after this atrocity, and it doesn't excuse the appalling depravity that's been perpetrated by Hamas. But I do understand why people in Palestine feel oppressed. And I don't know how this resolves itself in the, the short to midterm or indeed long term. And, and that, I hate that feeling of helplessness about this. Well, it resolves itself when your moral calculus is outraged whenever any innocent is butchered in any place, right? So when I watched videos of ISIS taking mm. 1,500 Muslim men and putting bullets in their head, I was furious. I was angry. I didn't have a tribal calculus that mm. says, I am Jewish, so who cares if ISIS kills Muslim men? So if I see a Palestinian child who is a complete innocent bystander in the war who is you know blown up i'm angry by the same token if you're seeing holocaust survivors and jewish babies being decapitated then boy is your moral compass broken if you can't garner a bit of kindness and sympathy for their plight i completely agree uh gad you speak so much sense as always great to talk to you thank you very much thank you sir